On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle Podcast, Jamie Eads talks with orchestral drummer Peter Kogan. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. Are you overpaying for brand new tires? Stop it. Teens Tires is the answer. Visit them online at facebook.com slash teenstires or teenstires.com. That's T-I-N-E-S tires.com. Or feel free to call them at 304-729-6114. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello there! From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, off-season episode two with Jack Witt. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know, you like Facebook? I like it okay. Unreasonable Doubt podcast page on Facebook. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. Yes, my father is on the podcast this week. I interviewed him in person at his dining room table. We'll get to that in just a second. WVU more basketball news. More Mountaineer basketball news. Sagabacanate has declared for the NBA draft. What does that mean? I have no idea. Similar to all season. Not sure what that means. Kanate could go to the NBA and be drafted and start playing professionally in America. He could not get drafted and decide, I still want to get money to play basketball, and he could find that money in the G League or overseas. Or, with the new process with the NCAA, he could hire an NCAA-approved agent, go through the figuring out if he is going to make it in the NBA, get past draft night, not get drafted, Decide, I want to go back to school and be back in Morgantown for his senior season, but maybe his junior season because he might get a medical red shirt. There's just a lot of unknowns. I don't know. It's too early to say we wish Sagabacanate well in his future endeavors. I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, like most of this season, I don't know what to tell you about Kanate. What I can tell you is, people who say that he's faking an injury this season don't know that for sure. That's a theory. And it's the weirdest theory. (laughs) For me. Why would somebody fake an injury? How does that help them 
to move on to be a professional athlete, why why fake an injury? Why don't you if you want to stop playing college basketball, just leave college? I don't know. It's complicated. People who think they know don't know. The only person that knows is Sagabakanate. And we'll all know if he comes back or not. Or gets to be pro or not. Soon. But we don't know that this week. Other than he's going to try to be a professional basketball player. And thank Mountaineer Nation. And we thank you. And we might see you next year. (laughs) As I mentioned, Jack Witt joins me on the podcast. My father get a different generation's perspective of WVU fandom, his favorite moments in basketball history for WVU, favorite players, other stuff as well. It's a pleasure as always sitting down with my dad. The original podcast, him and I talking on the phone after basketball games, a version of that is going to be is going to be on this podcast, and you're going to hear it in a second. Be forewarned, it sounds like we're rolling dice. (laughs) It sounds like we're playing Monopoly. That's just Dad's uh, ring hitting the dining room table. Because Dad, like myself, talks with his hands. And so that was happening. Also, a train is very loud and, and is in the middle of the interview. So... Better than somebody being on the phone or in an internet connection, but also we're moving around and it sounds like we're playing dice and it sounds like a train's going through the dining room. Anyways, here's my interview with Jack Witt. Ooh! Ooh! New load alert. Woo-goo new load alert. Oh! Oh! That's right. Sounding the alarm. New load alert at Woody's Goodies this week in St. Albans and Marmette, West Virginia. Let me look at the inventory. I'm on their Facebook page. You need to check out their Facebook page. They let you know what's going to be in the store the next day. And if you go in Friday, April 5th to the St. Albans location, you're going to find... Goodyear 24 volt cordless drill cordless wrench it's got maximum torque smart charger tire inflator wheel and tire foam cleaner portable DVD player booster cables garage inflator check all that stuff out Woody's Goodies St. Albans Marmette Do you want me to send people to your Instagram or Facebook? No. no. All right. Well, this is an honor. Jack Witt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when I asked you to to join me on this, whatever this is? Well, I didn't uh, realize that I, my opinion was... Uh, would be interesting to anybody else. That's it. Is that the threshold? I mean, I don't know. I'm doing it. I don't know if people care about my opinion. That's it's a low barrier. I mean, we're we're jumping over that. 
today. Well, yeah. Uh, but in my generation, we didn't uh, share our opinions of uh, other than with other fans. I mean, I guess that's what that's we're what we, that's the that's the community, Dad. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> What's your generation? Well, certainly older than yours. You're not a millennial. <laughs> I'm a millennial. I'm a pre-millennial. I don't know what I am. Oh. What was your relationship with basketball growing up? Well, I grew up in a small town, uh, a, a, a coal camp. Right. Uh, and basically, we had an athletic association that all of the local miners uh, contributed to every month. And they, they took a couple of dollars out of their their paychecks to support athletics. Right. And so we played basketball at the local school in the wintertime, and we played baseball in the summer. And, uh, you know, there was uh, no football. That that had to wait until junior high, but right. uh, we had archery. Uh, Ooh. You could, uh, you could uh, uh, there was a fellow who, uh, you, you just go by his house, and they had an archery range, and you could, like, uh, they furnished bow and and the arrows and. Um, you didn't bring your own bow. Well, you could. Did you, you could. bring your own bow? I had a bow nice. eventually after after a while. I mean, when I started out, I was using the one that the, the athletic association provided. But um, so uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, in that small community, that's about what there was to do. That was was to right play sports. Uh, and if we weren't doing something, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, part of a, of a system. Organized. Or, yeah, yeah, organized. We, we would uh, play uh, straight base, bat, baseball. You know, there wouldn't be enough for, to field a team. So you take a newspaper and you wrap it up with friction tape, and that was your your ball. Right. And, and you use a broomstick or something as your bat. And so we... And then we got into the, we, we would uh, uh, pretend we were hitting home run derby with, with plastic uh, ball and bat. And, right. Uh, I was always Harmon Killebrew with the Yes, you told me about Harmon Killebrew Minnesota of the Twins. Twins. So, yeah. So, yeah. We, so, it was either that, horseshoes. I mean, it was always something outside and... And something physical and sports related. Right. So So that's how I got interested in it. So you went to high school at East Bank High School? I did. I went to junior high at Leewood. Okay. I went to uh, uh, high school at East Bank. Probably at that point, you know, I was, I was probably could have made the baseball team. Right. Uh, at high school. Right. Uh, and and I, I think I could have made the basketball team. I doubt I would have been a starter. Uh, like I say, I just uh, was not very quick, uh, but I could shoot. Uh, you know, oh but, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I think that was because of uh, there, there was a little court uh, close to my house, and uh, just like almost every moment we had free time, we were shooting baskets. Right. So, uh, was there anybody famous? Like a famous NBA player that came out of East Bank High School? Well, Jerry West, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you couldn't get by the old... I was one of the uh, 
what we call the new high school, right? Uh, which is now East Bank Middle, Middle School, school right? Uh, but we, uh, my wife and I, were the last graduating class. We spent half the year in the old high school, right, and half the year in the new high school. But in the old high school, especially, there was a, a big picture of Jerry West just as you entered the gym, so it, you couldn't. And and I later on I worked with guys who were contemporaries of, of Jerry and actually played some basketball local pickup games with Jerry West. He was a little older than me, but right. uh, so I never had that opportunity. But uh, uh, that's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was uh, Jerry West. So you you said you were a shooter. I've I was a child watching you play pickup games at the church. So I kind of know the answer, but what I've asked other people this question, what kind of basketball player would you describe yourself as? I'm going to give you options. Are you a shoot first, shoot second guy? A shoot first, pass second guy? A pass first, shoot second? Or pass first, pass second, like Jermaine Haley was? No, I'm a, I'm a shoot first, uh, pass second guy. Uh-huh. I, I, would, I would say that. Where was your spot? Everywhere. Oh, come on. No, I, I liked, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I liked the top of the key and I liked the wings, especially like the corner. I was about to say, like, yeah. the corner three is really big right I, now, but I, you were you were doing that in the 80s and the 70s. If there was a three-point line, that was your shot, right? That was my shot, yes. <laughs> You're ahead of the game. So... <laughs> Uh, I do this podcast from a fan perspective, and it's a, I think I've earned how I watch a game from you. Describe the kind of fan you are when you're watching, this is a basketball podcast, so when you're watching a basketball game, what kind of fan are you when you're sitting down in front of the TV watching a basketball game? Well, I get very uh, agitated. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't understand why a uh, a kid who's uh, uh, dedicated themselves to the game of basketball to the point that they receive a uh, a scholarship and uh-huh. a free education to play uh, and um, can miss the basket on a uh, on a free throw. I that those kind of things <laughs> make me begin to mumble and talk. So you talk to the screen? I talk to, yes, or whoever's in the room, yes. What is it like when it's going good? Like, for example, you know, West Virginia in a big game, up 15 in the second half. Are you enjoying it, or are you waiting for the bottom to drop out? Well, I think that depends on the team. Well, I'm talking about WVU. Well, I'm, I'm talking about from year to year. Uh, oh, it depends on the year of the team. It's yeah, not a blanket statement. Right. Okay. Right. This year, when they would get a lead, um, I would wait for the shoe to fall, as it were. You're not saying blanket, I'm a uh, glass half empty fan. No. No. Uh... <laughs> okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to say that I'm like, I'm, I've had this passed down, and you're saying that's not the case. Well, uh, there's certainly been some of that. Uh, I won't deny that. But but I wouldn't say that every team, uh, every West Virginia team, uh, ha, it's been 
have been more um, likely to think something bad's going to happen uh, with some teams over other teams. I hear you. Let's put it that way. Okay. Growing up in the Witt household, you know, how many, I mean, half of the games, once they got in the Big East, the conference games were usually on TV, but you were listening. So, like, how did you get that passionate being a fan to where you're like, it's not even on TV, I'm going to listen to the game, listen to Jack Fleming, listen to Tony Caridi? Well, I mean, I just think that, that that's it. I mean, even when the game started to become televised, uh, I can remember a lot of times that we would turn down the sound on the television and listen to play-by-play on the radio because we were used to hearing Jack Fleming and, uh, uh, you know, Tony. Right. Uh, do the broadcast. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can remember we went first. It was a, 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 a tape delay of the game. You'd have to wait until oh yeah, it'd be like a yeah night uh, the following day. Oh, that's great. Yeah, watch the game. Um, so we went through that phase, and that, you're right now. You can you know most games are televised, but I've completely forgot about the tape delayed. Right. It'd be on like channel eight, like one of the major channels after the news. Right. right. <laughs> and so, yeah. That's great. But, but you were there. You, were, I mean, you would. Have you ever taped one of those tape delayed games like on the VCR? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, some, some quick hitters. Best WVU basketball moment in your lifetime. Geez, that's a that's a tough one, but um, just pick one of the final four. I, I think final four is uh, um, as far as they've gone uh, that I can remember right. watching. So those NCAA games where they really mattered in West Virginia would get to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Those were the most exciting times. Most heartbroken you've been after a WVU basketball game. Uh, I guess when Deshaun was hurt, I thought... Oh, when he went down with the knee injury against Duke? Yeah, Uh yeah. I don't know we would have won that game anyway, but I thought that team had potential to... What were they? They were like... It was a double-digit lead for... They were like up 8, up 12, something like that. Yeah, but I I mean, when he went out, it was... was, That was it, you know. The the air was out of the balloon, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one one worse than that in basketball. That Stephen F. Austin game was pretty pretty oh. torturous because when you look back at just you just look at records and how they were playing. That when Carter and Miles were a sophomore, Devin Williams, Philip was there, Jay Sean Page, like there was there was good expectations for that team, and they just it was bad, and it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we got a taste of our own medicine with the defense. Right. Yeah. Uh, you'd think we would be prepared for that, since that's what we did. That was our, uh, you know, our our mode of playing. Right. Uh, but it's, the the one guy on offense, I, I can't remember his name. That guy. We couldn't yeah. stop him. That's you know, right. And. That was one of those times that I was talking to the TV. Right. Somebody get this guy. You know. Somebody, yeah. 
They wouldn't. Yeah. The only other one I can think of was the Beeline team, Elite Eight, Albuquerque, shooting the lights out in the first half against Louisville. Do you? I think. So did I call you or did you call me? To say what is like during in the best of it, like they were up twenty, they're hitting shots. It's like, oh my goodness, this is really happening. Did I call you or did you call me or do you remember? I don't recall. I don't recall, but I do recall that those John Beeline teams. Uh, you know, I always appreciated the fact that John Beeline got the most out of the players that he had. Right. Uh, but they lived by the three. And, right and and so during those years, I was never really comfortable with a lead because when you stop making the threes, uh, they always got out rebounded. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know, and they played that zone. Right. Uh, and so, <sighs> yeah. But yeah, again, it's hard to argue with Butler going down in the final yeah, four. Yeah. yeah. Um, Favorite WVU basketball player of all time? I mean, Javon Carter's so recent, and he right. played so hard. Right. That's an obvious choice, but I have to go back to somebody like Warren Baker. Yeah. Uh, who played with Thunder Gail Catlin. Right. So, yeah. Uh, uh, the Warren Baker stats, because obviously I didn't watch him play, but, like, Culver had a great season. I'm see, you know, I'm looking in the record book. Who's... <laughs> Who to compare him to? And Warren Baker, I mean, his rebound numbers were just crazy. Yeah. And, like, averaging 39 minutes a game, like like, like Paul Bunyan kind of stuff with Warren Baker. But did he play professional or anything? He was just he was just a, uh, yeah, a really good college player. Yeah, I... I, I you remember? Yeah, I really don't remember if he, if he played Well, I mean, there's the internet. I don't know. Yeah, we yeah. could look it up. Right. But it's a, but his stats. Just seeing his stats, well, I liked yeah, it. That's yeah. a, that's and, a good and that, that was the radio time, you know. Right. Uh, and so they got the ball into Warren, and if he missed a shot or somebody else missed a that's shot, where that's where <laughs> Warren would get the rebound. You know, so it was Warren, Warren, Warren. Right. Uh, so yeah. that's great. Yeah. And he's on the games now. He calls it. Yeah, he, right, sure, right on the local games. Absolutely. All right. Favorite player, and it's still kind of a moving target right now, but favorite player on the roster right now. Do you have a favorite? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. It's a rough season, but what? who who that we feel like is going to stick around? Well, Do you have a favorite? You know, it's kind of hard for me to remember the names, uh, but okay, Ma- so- I think Matthews. I think, let me let me say it this way. I think he has an upside. Uh, what's his name? Emmett Matthews? Is yeah, that, that's yeah. right. Emmett Matthews Jr. Yeah, I think he he uh, is uh, more athletic. Right. Uh, obviously, Culver in you know for a big guy uh, has got a lot of potential. Right. Uh, but but I think this this other kid, this Matthews kid is going to turn into a really good player for West Virginia. Do you ever get lost in his eyes? <laughs> no. Huh? No. What do you mean? I, I, I don't know. What you don't you think his eyes are dreamy? I, like he's got beautiful eyes? That's never entered my mind. Huh? Right? No. Oh. All right, final question. You don't watch Game of Thrones. 
I'm not asking you to watch Game of Thrones, but this is to set up the question. Like, each family has their crest, like the family crest. Like, And usually there's like an animal on it. So House Lannister has the lion, and there's the one with the wolf, and the one with like the bridge. First of all, do the wits have a family crest that you that you're aware of? Uh, no, I'm not aware of any family. Crest. So you and I get to decide today what animal or thing would be on the family crest, the house wit. What would be, what animal or thing would you put on the crest for the family that signifies the wit family? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know I mean, I never, that's Let me give you a couple about. options. All right, yeah. An owl. <laughs> no, no. Like um, wise, introverted, yeah, nocturnal. I don't see that. No. All right, sloth. No. Huh? No. Wolf? Wolf. Yeah, I like wolf. <laughs> Close to the family, close to the pack. Right. Always loyal. There, always there for one another. I, b- I believe that. Yeah. But you're saying no to sloth. I'm saying no to sloth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you regret doing this? No. No. That's I re- fun. I, re- I regret not coming up with a more <laughs> a better family crest. But other than that, it's been great. Well, I would like if you'd have said, "Son, we do have a family crest, and it has like." an elephant on it or it has a beaver then I'd be like that's amazing but I didn't I mean I've got ideas we can talk about this off the podcast if you want to create the the Whit family crest well I've enjoyed this thank you father for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt well I think you do a good job on this podcast well you don't have to do that no I I mean it Uh, uh. okay thanks dad You're welcome. Dire Prime is a lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. Dire Prime. They're in the business of making custom designs for you. What does that mean? You know, things in this world have pictures. They have words and fonts. You don't know anything about fonts. Right? Do you? I mean, some of you do. Most of us don't. All you know, you get on that Microsoft Word and you know your Times New Roman and your Arial and your Wingdings. Listen, Dire Prime, it's way above that. They know fonts. They know designs. They can help you put a design together, put that design on over 1 million items. Call or text them. 304-767-4445. Visit them on Facebook or Instagram at Dire Prime. Go to the website, direprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Dire Prime! A big thank you to my father for joining me on the podcast that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Radio Public, 
CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Subscribe wherever you listen. And subscribe wherever you listen. Another episode next week. Tell a friend or don't. Buy a t-shirt for $10. Or don't. Until next week, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt, WVU for the 2018-19 season. 15 wins, 21 losses.